Welcome to Real Talk with LMJ, a Real Talk podcast where the people's opinion matters. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Division, but also so that we can have this conversation about generational wealth. When Mm -hmm. I first met you, we were sitting down talking as entrepreneurs just about CYOF, create your own future. And I'm like, man, this is real because for those of us that are entrepreneurs, we get it more than anything, right? We get it more than anything. We understand what it's like and the necessity behind creating your own future. So Ty, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your organizations and why you decided on create your own future. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a, I would say I'm a very humble person I'm from Forest City, Arkansas. I uh, went to uh, the most important school in the state of Arkansas, UAPB, University yeah. of Arkansas. All you UAPB alumni feel like that. <laughs> Hey, fun factor for me is I have four sisters and I'm the only boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? What yeah. was that like growing up with four sisters and you're the only boy? Are they older or younger? Where are you in that? So I have two older sisters and two younger sisters. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. That, that's really big. That's the in the middle. Oh, wow. That So so did they try to dress you up in girl stuff or were you not? No. Hey, so I was the little big brother. Okay. You know, okay. So they, they they follow my lead on that. Oh, that's that good. That's super super cool. I don't know. My dad has eight kids. My mom only had three girls, and then I have a house full of sons. I have five sons. So okay. My process has always been different. So let's talk about the entrepreneur in you and what happened and what woke that up. You have um, CYOF, but what's the name of your your other organization? So the, my overall company is Nest Inc. Uh, okay. CYOF is the foundation of that organization. Okay. I have uh, about a five to 10 year plan to broaden the surroundings of this company uh, for CYOF is more of having a foundation for profit and nonprofit. Okay. Uh, when you think about consultants, yes. know, other organizations, over the yes. past years, that's what I've been doing. I've been consulting other small businesses and giving them some insight on how they can grow their business, supporting oh, them. Um, and the funny part is when I launched CYOF, everybody thought it was somebody else's business because I'm always supporting everyone else in their business endeavor. Yes. So that always makes a difference uh, within us all together. I think some of the biggest things for me was I had been, I had labored in love for so many other people when it was time for me to launch and walk into what I was supposed to walk into. I was almost a little bit in culture shock. So mm-hmm. why, why an entrepreneur? Why just not? Um, I know you work in the corporate world. You don't have to disclose all where, but why <laughs> not just accept your salary of where in the corporate world you used something earlier when we were behind the scenes talking and that was big. I want you to share that. Why didn't you just accept your salary to work in the corporate world? So for me, a salary is like a bride. You mm. know, it, it stops you for trying to reach your dream, make it into reality. Yeah. You know, thinking about in the corporate world, I've been in corporate for about 20 plus years. And, yes. Um, I think what hit me, what hit home was getting passed over on uh, opportunities for me to, to make more money, get promoted. And I was like, hey, 
I don't really have control of my future. And so I said, yes. you know what, going forward from this day on, I'm going to control my future in the direction that I wanted to go. And so that's yeah, how I came up with CYOF. Oh, so I'm bad. I didn't mean to cut you out because that's really big because, and you can lean up right like that. I like the fact that you did it, gave me better sight of you. Thank you. So one of the biggest things with that as well for me is with this, that's true. Anytime you just work in corporate America, you got to eat what they tell you to eat. Exactly. You 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 got to eat what they tell you to eat. You got to get paid what they tell you to get paid. You got to promote when they tell you to get promoted. And I believe in favor and all this other stuff, but I'm not waiting to eat <laughs> when somebody else tells me to eat. And I'm not waiting on just you to tell me that this is the capacity that I can reach out, reach when I talk to people. And, and entrepreneurship is not for everybody. But when I talk to people all the time and they're like, I've maxed out at my job, then my next question to them, because I'm a life strategist, my next right. question is, okay, then what's next? Right. What's, what's, if you've maxed out at your job, what are you going to do next? And, and, and to add on to that, when you think about money, a lot of people let money define them. You don't let the money define you. Correct. And when you're controlling your own destiny, you start coming up with creative ways to start having residual income coming in yeah. and out while you're sitting at home sleeping. You yeah. know, when you think about people, man, they used to have a saying, like, I'm making money while I'm sleeping. Yes. They, they really don't understand that you can actually make money while you're sleeping. Correct. So you have the right idea. Yeah. And I think we've all been given that idea and we've all been given opportunities. I think sometimes we're afraid. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being an employee or working your way up in a company. I'm not saying that at, at all. I'm saying there's just some things that are birthed into some of us. That's not going to work. Like it, I worked, I taught college for 12 years. I love to be able to teach because I love to be able to pour into. But I knew when the time was coming was when I was going to work and I was just sitting in my car and I would sit there like 20 minutes before I worked in my office. And I was like, whoo. And I loved teaching and I loved my boss and I loved working at UABB. I had mm -hmm. no problem, but something in me was craving for more. Something in me was wanting more. Something in me was saying, it's way more to you than this, LMJ. And either you're going to walk into the fullness of what's coming next, or you're going to keep working. The good thing is I was pouring into other people. You know, I was pouring into other generations. So that was really cool. But at the same time, it's like, no. So why did you name this organization Create Your Own Future? Because that for me speaks volumes. I would tell you, so the, the other piece about this is when I was trying to come up with a company name, I had several names. And I, when I wrote those several names down, I said, well, I'm not going to use this one. I'm not going to use this one. I'm going to use this one. And um, I was sharing it with a friend and it was like, create your own future, something like a uh, consultant deal. I mm -hmm. said, you know, that's one of my uh, ideal business to have long term is to be a consultant. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? How can I take this create your own future to another level yes. and make an impact in the community? Yes. And, and so that's when I came up with my signature shirt. Uh, if you, I don't know if you got an opportunity to uh, review the site. I have one where it had a periodic table. Yeah, I, I, no, I actually love that. And I told myself today I needed to get one because I saw that and I think that's so dope. And I also think that's so dope because I was a science nerd. Really? 
And I loved the periodic table. Yeah, I'm really a geek at heart. A lot of people don't know that. And so I was a science nerd and I loved the periodic table. That's actually my favorite shirt you have. Really? So yeah. let me tell you this. Did you realize that it's actually a little bit deeper than just a periodic table? Have you heard of a saying of numerology? Yes. So when you think about the AU, which is go, the number 79, yes. it also represent intuition. Mm, okay. Okay. The 47. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you think about the 47 with the which represent on the periodic table as silver, it yes. represents wisdom. Oh wow, that's big. That's big. Because you need last, that. You need yeah. those things in creating your own future. Exactly. And the, the kicker for platinum, the 78. Yes. in business. Oh, wow. So when you put them all together and when you're trying to make money, you know, everybody talk about it. It's all about controlling your own future. Yes. And you have all those in place. You have the money to buy the gold, the silver, and the platinum. Correct. Which gives you assets to leave generational or create generational yes. wealth. Gen we, we've been talking, we've been hearing this term thrown around, and I think a lot of times we keep getting the ideology oh well i just want my kids to go to school and get a good job right exactly. well, what what if you what if you came in tomorrow and your company ended what if you came in tomorrow and your company ended what if you came in tomorrow and they laid everybody off or they only kept a specific amount of people what would you do if the game changes tomorrow like what are you going to do if the game changes tomorrow so it's for, for me uh, when you think about generational wealth, right? Yes. Um, I think about five sources of income. Yes. You think about, for, number one, we eight to five, you have your job, which that's the yes. income that comes in, right? Yes. You think about profit. Yes. CYOF. You know, I'm selling a product and it's income coming in. Yes. Residual income. You know, when we think about skill sets, you know, we have people that can do computers, you know. Yes. Uh, build apps, yes. uh, paintings, whatever, you know, coming up with something like a hobby uh, where people come back and ask for services, yes. you know, rental property, you know, uh, dividends, think looking at researching stock. Yes. That's some of the uh, sources of income where it actually ties into generational wealth. Yes. But we don't, as our generation, we don't really educate ourselves on that. And that's one of the most important things that we have to start doing is learning what those things are. And that's what I'm doing. Because looking at a salary. Exactly. Or I make six figures. Exactly. But if it ain't your own six figures, right? Mm -hmm. If it ain't your own six figures, the same people that tell you to eat today, they can tell mm -hmm. you you can eat tomorrow. Exactly. And you know what? I would tell you, I had, I, I had a good friend. Um, we sat, it was about three years ago. Uh, Carlos Bowie, and mm -hmm. we were talking about what's the difference between a hundred thousand and making your own hundred thousand. Yes. And when you make your own hundred thousand, that's money that's coming to you. But yes. when you're working for somebody, everybody's getting a cut out of your of hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like every day, when I one of my friends told me the other day, she walked in, she said, "Man, uh, we were walking into a meeting, and she was like, you work harder now.'" than you did when you were teaching, like you work harder now. Right. And I'm like, I, it, it's, it's not, you think I'm working harder. I'm just really working smarter. And I'm really much more dedicated to what I'm doing. 
It's my own. But literally, as a scripture, a man don't work, don't eat. I mean, mm -hmm. one of the things that I have, even being a person of faith, it's so easy for us to be in a circumstance or a situation where we like, oh, God, bless me with this. Oh, God, bless me with this. And God is like, I gave you the opportunity. Now go fish or mm -hmm. go hunt or create. I was listening to, listening to T.D. Jakes. And one of the most significant things he said was, we'll start asking God for something. Well, right. God can never build a chair or a table but he did give you the tree. And so once mm. he gives you the tree, yeah, when I was listening to that, I was like, come on, Jake's gonna make me tear my house up and I got an interview. But he was like, when I give you the tree, right? I've given you the tree. Once I've given you the tree, you take the tree and you go ahead and you create what's supposed to be created. We don't exactly. take it and create and we still begging God for stuff that he's already given us a guarantee for. It's just up to us to make moves and to tap into this. Now you said something about generational wealth and generational wealth or family wealth or multi-generational wealth is wealth that we pass down from generation to generation. And the other day when I was teaching on my daily devotional, I challenged them. So what do you have to leave for generations to come? Mm -hmm. And someone asked me, they were like, well, are you talking about um, a savings account? And I'm like, eh, it's cool. But if it's not appreciating, if it's not an asset, then it's just a savings account. Uh, 0.25% interest isn't creating generational wealth. And if you're sitting or putting that up for your grandkids, they're going to spend that. They're not going to turn around and create that for their grandkids. you got to create a series of stocks, assets, dividends, mm -hmm. um, and things that are going to generationally keep us wealthy. But that's also with the thought process that whoever doesn't spend that, right? Mm -hmm. That they are not spending that. And so we have to watch that because we're not just creating generational wealth. We're also creating generational opportunity. Uh, opportunity right? is important. I would tell you when I was in Cincinnati, I had a young man, a frat brother, uh, they started their uh, hair company. And he asked me, mm. he said, man, um, what is your biggest fear of starting your business? And I said, I want to make sure I have the funds to support my business. He said, man, that's an excuse. And from there, it, I said, well, you know what? I need to figure out how can I have more income coming in outside of this yeah. eight to five in savings. Yes. And, and, and that was bright for me. That was motivation. And like, Hey, come up with something that can make an impact and yes. what would last long-term, not just an overnight business, but what would go from generation to generation. Yeah. So. Cause if you build it and it can't last a hundred years, you haven't built anything. You oh feel man, me? you said something right there. I feel I'm, you on that one. <laughs> I'm already 45, right? Yeah. If I build something and it can't last a hundred years, my nonprofit has been here 15 years now. Mm -hmm. If it can't last a hundred years, I ain't built nothing. That's a building. That's an asset. Mm -hmm. That's whatever, whatever I build or I create should be able to last a hundred years. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we build things from such a temporary place. When I'm mm -hmm. business coaching and talking to people about being an entrepreneur, see, I just got a gift inside me that I want to mm -hmm. be able to give to help people come into their wealthy place to help them come into uh, what they were designed to do. Cause I feel like if you don't, you're just never going to be fully satisfied. And there's That's something so big you said you can have, um, talk about your lack of resources. When I started coffee and conversations, I had nothing. When I started LMJ ministries, I had nothing. When I had I started sickle cell, I had nothing. 
I had nothing but God. <laughs> like for me, it was, I had nothing but God. And I trusted his voice and I launched and I got out there. But I also creatively along the way am building this brand or building what God is putting for, for before me so that it can last. I'm not building it too quickly. I don't believe in swelling. Everything that swells has to go down. Exactly. And you go everything that swells. So I don't even let people blow my head up. You know, when people start trying to blow you up, all you gotta, I'm like, great. Thank you. Thank like, you. Hey, once again, like like I said, I'm a very humble person. And, you know, throughout my career, I fell. You know, even when I started off with the shirt line, I had another friend that sat down with me and said, uh, hey, you got too many uh, things out there for people to look at. You need to focus on that. And I said, yeah. okay. And when she told me that, uh, I respect her because she was a, uh entrepreneur that's been successful in her endeavors. Yes. And so when I pulled back, I was like, I see what she's talking about. Let, let's focus right here, you yes. know, especially on personal branding. Yes. And, you know, when you think about personal branding, that's everything that you do from the time that you walk outside the door from pumping gas, people paying attention to you. And so that's well, why for I me, say, for the moment you post on social media <laughs> that and too. most people post before they leave their house. <laughs> that that is true you know uh social media has been a platform that i've been trying to utilize just to share you know my vision with people because i want to partner up with nonprofits eventually um, yes. to grow create your own future on the foundation side where That's we can good. support and build our community because community building it is important you know it goes back to when you think about uh wall street in oklahoma yes right That's uh good. Uh, I was reading a book, um, it's a, uh, Black Fortunes. And did you know that a person from Pine Bluff, I can't recall the name right offhand, actually contribute to the growth of Black Wall Street in Oklahoma? I did not know that, but I can believe that. The more that I'm digging into culture, the more that I'm digging into, um, especially strong communities, because right now I'm all mm -hmm. about building strong communities, right? The more that I dig important. in there. I know those partnerships. Sam Walton started Walmart with a partnership. I know exactly. that those partnerships are necessary and essential mm -hmm. to us making and creating. Um, if you do the history on 9th Street in Little Rock, mm -hmm. just yeah. go through your history on it. Exactly. And find out what successful businesses were down there. Hey, have you ever, so I would tell you, uh, since I've been back, um, part of this mastermind group uh, mm -hmm. another group that where we sit down each week and we talk about different business opportunities on how we can grow our business uh where we have opportunities at and that's i would good. tell you is really surrounding yourself around people that's actually trying to grow you that's know um, some of my friends you know entrepreneurs got a lot of respect for them um from photography to the rental uh, housing to party promoting, you know, whatever, hosting, they doing it all. And when you think about back in the day, everybody had their hands in something from owning restaurants, owning rental property, yes, having other entrepreneur stuff going on. And yes. so for me, it's motivation because we all sit and talk yes. about how we can get better in yes. this competition. Because what we're doing is we're making sure that we what I call motivation, never give up on your dream. 
Yeah. So and you mm-hmm. and you need that. You know what I'm saying? Like you need that. Um, being as a minority or being as a man or being as a woman or being whoever you are mm-hmm. to this thing, you need to have people brought, not people just stroking your ego. I don't let people stroke my ego. You need mm-hmm. people challenging you to become the best. You need to step outside your box. If you're the biggest fish in your pond, right? Get out of it. <laughs> get out of the Like, get out, get out the pond. Some, and for some people, that even includes, you may need to relocate. If you're too big for your city, state, nation, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to look at for this from a different perspective. You exactly. said something big, we're creating your own future. You're deciding how your future is going to go. And a lot of times, people are so fatalistic that they're like, oh, well, God is determined. No, he's placed something down in you, desires those destinies, even if you're not a faith, that thing that wakes up in you that you're almost like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm breathing. This is what I'm eating. That's in you Mm -hmm. on purpose. That's Mm -hmm. in, in you on purpose. So what would you say to someone was probably, and we talked about the lack of money. What would you say to someone was probably like uh, another difficult moment for you to start or to get started um, with your business? So if I'm hearing you say, what was a difficult opportunity for me? To yeah, what was a different difficult moment for you to start CYOF or your other business? What was something that probably stood in the way that was a barrier that you had to kick through so that you could focus and keep moving forward? I think it was just a fear. Um, a failure. Uh, that was the biggest thing for me is I have been one of the ones in my career that's been very successful. You know, it. once I figured out I can win, but you know, being an entrepreneur, you don't know everything. So you steady learning, you gathering information, you know, you listening to your friends because at the end of the day, your friends are your consumers. Yes. They're going to they're gonna give you the, the raw opinion. And yes. what you do is you don't take it personal, right? Yes. Take their opinions and then you go back and recreate your idea to make yeah. sure if they say like, okay, I like that. Then you start building from there. Yes. And that's been one of my successes because I'm one of the ones that you can give me feedback and I'm a listen. You know, man, it, listen, if you can't be grown, if nobody can tell you something and you're a new entrepreneur, you got a problem. I was talking mm-hmm. to a friend of mine next week and I was like, I need you to Help me with some things with pillow talk because I have this other this this women's retreat and thing I do. I'm like, I need you to help me with some things with pillow talk. I need to make sure that this budget makes sense. You know, I need to make sure that I'm brand doing like I had to I need to sit at your feet and eat from you and get some information here. I do it for other people all the time, but I have to turn around and do stuff for me. If you're at the place that you think you elevated and no one can coach you, no one can motivate you, your iron can't be sharpened, you're probably gonna be on in trouble, especially as a new entrepreneur. When I see people head out the gate and nobody can talk to them or tell them absolutely anything, I just start shaking my head. When people come to me for a business coaching or life strategy moments and they already got the answer, I get real quiet. Like, I don't believe in casting my pros with a swine. I'm just like, gonna do that thing. Since you got the answer, go, go, on, and, go, go on with your bad Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's a time to be humble and it's a time to make sure that you believe in your product. Yes. And that's good. Uh, for, for me, uh, when I started off and I was asking people, you know, what you think, they're like, well, I don't understand. I said, yeah. And I had to start explaining, you know, uh, what I have my product. You know, you have to be a salesperson. I have a good friend. I always say, hey, you got to sell your product. Ain't nobody going to buy anything. 
just because it's you. you yeah. Know, even though you you can be the popularest one on Facebook, but if they don't believe in your uh, product, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Your popularity doesn't matter in this entrepreneur game. <laughs> I promise it doesn't. I'm a living witness. It doesn't matter in the entrepreneur game. Your popularity, your story, it doesn't matter. Your product, how you hustle, how you grind, how you push. Sometimes I don't sleep. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I'm up and I'm I'm praying and I'm talking and I'm trying to get strategies and I'm modifying, I'm changing. What works in one season doesn't necessarily work you know, in another season. And so it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I want to give just a couple of things about how to create generational wealth. One, invest in dividend paying stocks. Yes. And a lot of our culture is not investing, invest in dividend paying stocks. Are you investing in anything in particular right now? I would tell you that a lot of people don't understand is that it's two things that we should be looking at. Um, The medical industry, which will never go anywhere. Yes. And then, as we all know, uh, what we call marijuana. Um, Someone else brought that up to me not too long ago. Yeah. Medical marijuana is one of the growing business around here. Okay. um, For stock. Okay. Just uh, looking at something that we that we do every day, you know, like um, Facebook, Netflix. Utility, that's good. Yeah, some of the things that we utilize. Uh, doing my research, I saw that when we're, we can make money on the stuff that we utilize every day. You know, yes. like I said, Netflix, what is it, Hulu or? Hulu, Hulu yes. Hulu, yeah, Hulu. Yes. Um, Your electric companies, gold. Yeah, electric- Exactly. Yeah, because when you do dividend paying stock, you're actually acquiring a portion of the company that someone else built. So they're giving you a portion of their profits. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand that, you won't. If you think it's going to be something crazy, it's not. Mm -hmm. Second thing to create generational wealth is invest in real estate. You can do that with as little as $500, even though it's in real estate, you you can do... You need to figure it out. Invest in real estate. Get you some real estate. So get you some dividend stock and get you some real estate. That's that's the thing that I'm working on now, figuring out how to acquire property or even. I was in Martha's Vineyard and the man told me something very phenomenal. He said, every time at a particular time of the year, you can buy a portion of this beach. Mm-hmm. It's a private beach, right? Or right. certain people will have plots or certain things for sale. But if you're going to create generational wealth, you got to start looking for that. You got to start looking for small things so that it can multiply into bigger things. And and that's important, though. Uh, Once again, and and that's what CYOF is for me, controlling your own future, creating your own future, you know, having the right investments. You know, it's some notes I took down earlier, as I mentioned about the rental property. See, you and I are, we're, we're thinking forward not backwards yeah that's what we got to do some people think that you know it's now but you got to look at what's long term and yes. for me that's where i'm at i'm looking at long term you know uh if you went to a job like that you don't really that you're not happy with you gotta know when to let go you know when to walk that, away from it <laughs> when to walk away and, and that's one of my other deals that i'm working on is a book that i plan to release uh the first of the year know when to let go it oh, all that's ties good. into uh, create your own future. Yes. You know, the fears of uh, taking the shankles off. 
you know, yes. with these jobs, we have shankles on right now because they hold us to that eight to five. Eight to five, telling you when you could come in, telling you when exactly. you could be off, telling you mm -hmm. when you could be sick. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's like it's not it's not out. That's why I even tell people in their measures there when you even start talking about partnerships as an entrepreneur. If you're mm -hmm. gonna be an entrepreneur exactly. and you're gonna be even partnering, even your spouse, if you got some mm -hmm. gumption about you, you gotta have a spouse that that understands that you can't have nobody who gonna want you to be safe all the time. You gotta exactly. be with somebody that's okay with you taking risks and also that you afford them and allow them the opportunity to take risks. You might have seasons. One person may be, this may be their season and you lay down your stuff and let them get about theirs and then you come back and build yourself up later. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother hey, podcast. I would tell you that, on, that, on, that, on that risk piece, I would yeah. tell you what a good friend that sat down with me. I'm always having friends. I'm I'm told I'm big on taking an input. Me and it was too. Like, hey, you know, with this t-shirt deal, you should start that along with your other businesses. Yeah. Like, really. I was like, you know, it took the investment and I took some losses in the beginning, you know, but nine months into this business, it has been really great for me, you know, because I'm learning so many ins and outs comparing Absolutely. other entrepreneurs seeing what they're doing as far as marketing uh just researching and reading yeah you know, knowledge is very important especially with generational wealth uh, yes. uh, entrepreneurship so it's huge and then my last thing these are three just simple ways i'm giving you on how to start creating generational wealth okay. is lend out money at about four to six percent you lend the money. You start mm -hmm. living out $25 minimum. Start mm -hmm. loaning money, taking that interest, taking the interest from it. Know that sounds crazy? PayPal has a thing now where you can lend money to people. Yeah. When I tell you I'm always researching. You when just I tell you I'm always right there. <laughs> Yeah. PayPal has a thing now where you can loan money to people. Like right now, I had a request for me to loan some money for someone and I was gonna give it a, get a $25 credit for loaning to them. LendingTree.com, those are usually private investors. You can take money, put it out there, minimum of four to 5% interest, start loaning money and putting that into something that accrues. If we're gonna lose, gener if you're gonna put some generational wealth out there, then what happens is it needs to be from a place of assets, not liability, oh, wow. not your car, not stuff that depreciates. You want stuff that has assets that's going to pre appreciate so that you can create an opportunity that when your kids and your kids' kids come along, mm -hmm. they can be like, oh, Grandpa Ty set us up for the rest of our lives. Hey, for sure. And that's what we want. Yeah. So we're just about a time. Leave the people with just something encouraging them as an entrepreneur or even something that creates, um, talks more about generational wealth. I so appreciate this dialogue and this conversation. I think uh, what comes to mind when I look up is don't decrease your goals. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and increase the effort. That's so good. That's that's that, big. Don't decrease your goals and increase the effort. I understand because a lot of times we decrease our goals, you know, uh, but we don't really increase the effort to reach our goals. Yeah. And we need to increase effort. We think because something didn't work that way or mm -hmm. that at that moment that mm -hmm. it's not working. 
but mm -hmm. it may be the effort and the energy needs to go into different spaces before you and I got a good going on. I wrote a book a while back and uh -huh. I've been just slothful about the book. It's just a little short daily devotional. And I was talking to guys about some things and I'm like, boom, boom, boom. He's like, you gonna finish that book? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Increasing the effort, not cutting the, the writing, mm -hmm. but increasing the effort, exactly. putting more effort into my writing, putting more time into my writing, focusing. I'm going to say this and then we're going to wind up. One of the things I'm reading something called the, um, been reading something called the power of words. I'm also reading something called kingdom principles. I read like intensely. And one mm -hmm. of the things that I read in kingdom principles this morning was your time. Mm -hmm. Time is the one thing that you can control, but if you waste it, you'll never get it back. So if you oh, put man. all this okay. time and energy, come on mm -hmm. now, you put all this time and energy into negative things, it's crazy things, it's crazy relationships. Exactly. I, I just, you'll miss the opportunity. You And I run into people all the time who they're like, I don't have enough time to do this. No, you're probably a poor manager of your time. <laughs> time management is important. Yes, you're Very probably, important. and entrepreneurs definitely have to be. Mm -hmm. I won't even answer my phone until after a certain time. Okay. Like, I don't talk to anybody except a couple of people who motivate me till really after one o'clock in the day because oh, wow. I have to. Um, and a book by Simon T. Simon T. Bailey, Releasing Your Brilliance, helped me with that tremendously. Then the second thing, Empower of Your Words, that I've been learning, your words are going to create your atmosphere. Exactly. So, whatever you're saying, about your business, about yourself, about your environment, you're gonna create that energy in your environment and your environment is gonna be transformed or drawn to whatever it is you're saying. I'm very protective about what I say about my business. Businesses, I'm very protective what I say about my brand, myself, because mm -hmm. I'm creating an energy. It's like a magnetism. Those mm -hmm. things are gonna be drawn to me that I've released out into the atmosphere. Personal branding is important. No matter what you do, if, even if you are a eight to five person and work for corporate America or entrepreneur, um, personal branding will take you a long ways. It will, it'll change everything. I, I, I watch people's social media all the time and I just, I started shaking my head. Cause I'm like, this is not good for your brand as an entrepreneur. This is not good for you personally. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage people, anybody that I'm doing life strategy session with, go clean up your social media. Exactly. Uh, go clean up go, anything that's not connected to where you want people to see you. Go get that mess up off your social media because that's just, that's, you're telling me one thing, but you're living at a different capacity or in a different manner. My social media reflects my life, my kids, my ministry. You know what I'm saying? My business. I have separate pages. I've been strategic. My ministry, LMJ ministry page, doesn't look all like LakeishaMJohnson.com. Mm -hmm. At just being LMJ is a little bit different on Instagram because it's more per a little bit of personal touches in there, right? Mm -hmm. Of who I am personally comes out on that page, but still from the place that I represent um, a different no, kingdom. For, sure. for me, I represent a different kingdom. And it needs to be exhibited. And it's not fronting. It's my truth. Because that's the hey. other thing in entrepreneurship. You better make sure you ain't fronting. Don't sell people things that you really can't do. Hey, you said something right there important. Uh, once again, it's not where you at. It's where you're trying to go. Yep. You know. That's big. Uh, once again, it, it, it's hard for being an entrepreneur. Um, yes. But 
at the end of the day, you get that gratification Man. of you you creating your own idea, you making your vision into reality. So, yes. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it for Real Talk with LMJ, where the people's opinion matters. Your opinions matter. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for taking your lunch hour, your time out just to tap in with your girl to share CYOF. Hey, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, first, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. This was actually my first live interview. Oh, um, you did so good. <laughs> I was nervous, but thank you. Uh, CYOF17, um, Shopify is where you can check out a lot of the uh, stuff I have on site uh, for shirts. Uh, also, you can inbox me. Um, my goal is to start working with small businesses around Little Rock, where we're having their third party make money while we're creating our own future with the shirts so that's awesome so thanks for tuning in to real talk with lmj for more information about lakeisha otherwise known as lmj log on to lakeishamjohnson.com